Are you feeling stuck? Are you worried about what others think and this stops you from taking action? Do you need to find the proof that you're as strong and courageous as you wish you were? That's where I can help. Welcome to Finding Proof, a podcast where you learn to create the tools you need to reach the next level of your success. I'm your host, Dr. Tess Crawley. I'm an Australian clinical and forensic psychologist and an evidence-based success strategist. I'm on a mission to help you find the evidence you need to make the next courageous leap in your life, business and work. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to Finding Proof with Dr. Tess Crawley. How are you today? I am bringing you my podcast, the brand new version of my podcast to you today. Today is technically episode one of Finding Proof, but of course we do have a bit of a podcast relationship in a previous guise called Quiet Confidence. So what is Finding Proof? Why am I here? Who am I? Well, for those of you who have not been listening before today, let me tell you a little bit about myself. So I'm an Australian clinical and forensic psychologist. I'm based in Hobart, Tasmania. And Tasmania is the little heart-shaped island at the bottom of Australia. And next stop after my hometown of Hobart is Antarctica. So I really am talking to you from the bottom of the world and I welcome you to Finding Proof with me today. I believe order for you to burst through the barriers that are stopping you from finding the success that you need in your career, in your work, in your family, in your life generally. Sometimes we need to stop and take stock of all of the evidence that we have before us to prove to ourselves that we really do have all the strength and the courage and the motivation that we need to burst through those barriers. Now, sometimes, and I know this from my own experience, sometimes we really are our own worst enemies when it comes to believing that we have the capacity to achieve our heart's desires, to fulfil our goals and dreams. Sometimes we pay far too much attention to the noises in our heads when it comes to fearing criticism of others or doubting our own abilities or feeling that we might fail and what would others say in the face of that. So I want you to join me on this incredible journey that we're embarking on together to finding proof, creating a toolbox of strategies so that you can find your own proof that you are as incredible as I know you are. Now, I had to learn a little bit about this as I was growing up. Now, I mentioned that I am a psychologist, but I'm also a human being. And being a human being, of course, I have a background story like we all do. And in fact, part of my journey for finding my own proof for success has been in acknowledging my own inner superhero, if you like. Now, in future podcast sessions, we will certainly talk about what I mean by your inner superhero. But I will share with you an example of my inner superhero. So an example from my childhood, which was quite tricky, I'll be honest. An example that illustrates some strength and some courage and some tenacity 
and some wisdom beyond my years that when I now look back as an adult on that experience, I think, wow, a little girl with so much strength, how did that happen? How did she get to be so strong? And to be honest, I had to learn to be strong. I had to learn to be confident. So my parents were teenagers when I was born. They were kids. They were making it up. All parents make it up as they go along. But my parents really, despite how much they loved me, they weren't equipped with the skills they needed to parent successfully and to remain in a relationship successfully. So I remember when I was seven years old, I remember being asked, and I'm sure she was coming from a good place, but being asked by my mother whether I wanted to remain living with her or whether I wanted to go and live with my father. Now, being only seven years old at the time and being left with some time to sit and think about that decision or that choice, I remember very, very clearly being very, very worried about hurting either of my parents. I didn't want either of them to feel hurt by whatever decision I made. I didn't know that my dad didn't know about this choice that I'd been given. So in my seven-year-old's mind, I was weighing up, do I really hurt my, my mother by saying I want to go and live with my dad? Or do I really hurt my dad by saying I want to stay here with my mum? So I don't remember what happened next. I have a lot of memory gaps, as I'm sure we all do in my childhood, but I do remember that um, the next memory I have was being on a plane and going to live with my dad. And I look back at that experience. I look back at that dilemma that I was faced with, that choice that I was faced with, which in hindsight we can all say was a choice that really shouldn't be uh, given to a, a child, but I was. And I coped and I went and I lived with my dad and we had some very, very happy times together. Um, there are many stories from my childhood that I can share with you over time that do illustrate when children are, are put into difficult circumstances or faced with difficult decisions that they can weigh up the, um, the balance between the choices that they're given. Uh, that example of sitting and weighing up what were the consequences of the choice I was going to make was in my seven-year-old's mind, it was, it was so, so important to me that both my parents knew that I loved them. And I think looking back at that, that was such a grown-up decision to have to contemplate. And I remain incredibly proud of that seven-year-old little girl weighing up that very difficult dilemma. So... When I look at photographs of myself, I have one particular photograph of myself that I really, really love from the time after I went to live with my dad, actually. And it's a photograph of me playing in the snow. And I look at that photo and, I, and that's my superhero photo. That's my photo of me being joyful and happy in the, in the aftermath of having to face something very, very difficult as a young child. So I think it's really important for us when we're talking about success, when we're talking about achievement, when we're talking about bursting through barriers, that we have a look at what we've already overcome. And this is one of the things I mean by finding proof. We look at the things we've already overcome. We acknowledge the strength we've already displayed and courage we've already displayed. So I think for me, when I am doubting myself, I will sometimes look back 
on that photo. I use it as a bit of a talisman, that photo of me in the snow. And I remind myself, I make a conscious decision to remind myself of that strength and that courage and that ability to overcome difficulty. So when you listen to yourself properly, when you trust yourself fully, you become just as much a superhero and just as capable of pushing through those barriers to achieving. So one of the things I want to achieve with you throughout this podcast series is to help you find that evidence for yourself. I want to share with you a number of tips and strategies. I want to share with you some interviews. I want to share with you examples of colleagues, professional colleagues who I know quite well, who've overcome their own self-doubt. Now, I could tell you about a fabulous um, social worker who I know who did not feel eligible to come to a working retreat that I was running. She used the words that she didn't feel that she deserved a place at the table because she was judging herself as being less than the psychologists who were going to this retreat. And I think we could pick any profession in the world and say profession A feels inadequate when they compare themselves to profession B. Fear of judgment, fear of criticism, fear of assumptions of not being as educated, all of those fears bubble up to the surface in examples like that. And certainly she felt that. We talked about it. And we talked about just what she had demonstrated already to have earned, absolutely earned her place at that table, her place at that retreat. She overcame that fear. She overcame that barrier to herself and she absolutely attended that retreat. She absolutely kicked ass while she was there and continues to do so. And I feel incredibly honoured to have played a small role in watching her just soar now that she has been able to conquer that first barrier. And now when she sees additional barriers in her way that she is placing in her own way, she's learning very quickly how to straddle, how to hurdle, how to fly over the top of those barriers. And I'm incredibly proud, incredibly proud. So, I would like you to think about what would it take for you to believe that you're courageous and why is it important? Do you think that sometimes you have ideas? Do you think that sometimes you think they're great ideas and then you start questioning yourself, you start doubting and you let the doubt talk you out of trying to pursue that idea? You let the doubt overcome your inner wisdom and you give that doubt all the power in the world to stop you in your tracks. Wouldn't it be amazing if you had the courage to stand up to that inner doubt? A bit like standing up to a bully in a playground. Standing up to that inner doubt and telling it where to go. That's where courage is important. That's where it's so valuable for you to know that you've got a vast body of evidence tucked away that you've forgotten about, that you've already overcome things like this. You've already overcome in various stages of your life things with just as much importance. You've just either undervalued those achievements or you've forgotten them. 
So I know what you're thinking. I know that you're worried that others are going to shoot you down if you try to step up. I know that your family might ask, who the hell do you think you are? I know that all of this makes you feel uncomfortable when it comes to standing up and claiming your place at the table. But my experience tells me that all of the things we fear will happen when we step up are just that. They're fears. They're not facts. And 99.9% .9 of the time, the things we've feared don't actually eventuate. Because what we do is we step up, we claim our place at the table, we have a look around and we see there are a bunch of peers around us who are doing similar things and we can bounce ideas off them. And we find that other peers, whether they're family, whether they're friends, whether they're business peers, there'll be a large proportion of those who will actually admire what we've done and will actually cheerlead us and will actually perhaps even emulate what we've done and see us as a trailblazer and a leader. And the people who criticise, really, are you going to give them the floor? Are you going to let them take over, really, your thinking? I want you to think about that today. I want you to think about how much emphasis you place on the opinions of people who don't serve you and your goals. We've all got people we love and admire who don't support the things that we might do and it hurts when they disagree with us we need to find a way of turning the volume down on those criticisms so we can overcome our own barriers and we can have a go at achieving the things that are so, so, so important to us, the goals that we're just dying to fulfil. So we're going on this journey together. We're going to find the evidence that you need to make your next courageous leap because I know that you can basic steps you can start to take. You can start to recognise when you're saying to yourself that you can't. You can start to make a decision around whether or not you're going to listen to those inner voices. You can decide whether or not to tell that inner voice just to shut up. Why don't you? It's easy. Practice saying shut up out loud if you need to when you hear that criticising voice, that judging voice, or that oh, frightened little wobbly voice that really starts to undermine you after a while. So let's recap. We're going to recognise the things that we are saying to ourselves that are pulling us back and holding us back. We're going to make a decision about not to listen to those voices or those thoughts or those fears, and we're going to tell them to shut up when they pop next time. So you deserve the right to pursue your goals. You deserve the right to achieve what you feel drawn to pursue. You absolutely have a right to try. None of us knows what lies around the corner. We're all fearful of failure. We're all fearful of embarrassment. But I think a life spent in regret is much more scary. So let's get you courageous. Let's get you adventurous and get you pursuing those goals. Let's get you trying and see just how much you can achieve. My name is Tess Crawley. I'm a clinical and forensic psychologist from Australia and this is the Finding Proof podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you want to know more, you can check me out on social media. I'm all over Facebook. 
I have a blog that you can follow called The Stigma Rebellion, which is hosted on Psych Central. You can have a look at Twitter. You can have a look at Instagram. I'm there. Wherever you want to find me, I'll be there. Thanks again for joining me today. And I will see you for our next episode of Finding Proof. Bye for now.